Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Songman Talks, where I'll talk about how our environment can impact the forward motion of our personal goals. I'm glad you're here. All right, so I wanted to start off by saying I really appreciate the feedback I've gotten so far. It's super helpful for me to hear your thoughts, what you want to hear more of. I had multiple people suggest having a guest on, and I absolutely agree. So my mom will be joining me later on for this episode, so stay tuned for that. She has a lot of life experience in general, but also related to this topic. So it'll be really fun to have a conversation with her and to see what she has to say. Today, we're talking about managing the energy around us in our everyday lives and how to make the right decisions for ourselves in regard to managing our environment. So when I say energy, I mean the tone people give off and how they can have an effect on how we feel emotionally. Have you ever had a friend who makes slight comments about your appearance or that leaves you feeling kind of bad about yourself or been in a situation where you feel very out of place, um, kind of like an outlier. I've been in those positions way too many times throughout most of high school and into the beginning of college. It wasn't until about last year that I really started to control who was around me when I could. When I started being more independent and not relying on others for emotional validation, I got this feeling of liberation. Before this, I would settle for people who didn't build me up or weren't positive because I thought being alone would be worse. But being around people who weren't good for me came with consequences. Getting sidetracked, feeling insecure, relying on others for validation that I wasn't able to give myself. All those side effects grew and grew until I was at the lowest point I'd ever been. So that low point felt like hatred and sadness and so much negativity. It had to stop. I hated who I'd become because of who I was choosing to spend time with and rely on. I decided at one point to just completely do my own thing, meaning I would literally hang out alone on a Friday night, but it was worth it because I didn't want to settle for the company of people who I knew wouldn't build me up especially when I wasn't able to support myself emotionally at that point. I started to really value the time I had with myself, and I looked forward to being in my own company. Of course, no one around me wanted to make me feel that way. Usually people don't mean to cause the harm that they do. I also allowed myself to distance from what I knew was best for me in hopes that this other lifestyle that seemed to be so great for other people would work out for me too. I think this happens to everyone, though. It's completely human to want to try on new things and look for distraction from upsetting feelings we have. So leading up to my lowest point, I had started college. So a completely new environment, new people, new opportunities, and new pressures. I was also very emotionally vulnerable at that time, and I did not take the time I needed to care for myself and heal. I also want to point out that this is not about any specific person except for me. No one person or group of people brought me to that lowest point except for myself, and I think that's really important to make clear. It was about my decisions and how I reacted to the new energy around me. 
it can take time to learn how to adjust to new situations. And I'll give myself a break because newness is enticing for sure. So now I don't have any expectations from other people to support me emotionally because that's become solely my job. I was trying to think about what made me just change my mindset like that in such a short amount of time. And I think being alone with my thoughts during quarantine had to do with it. But also, I think it was that I didn't want to continue to waste time and energy on things that didn't benefit me and didn't build me up. My mental state was too important, and I saw how my confidence plummeted when I was around this energy in these environments that were toxic for me. That was a great motivator, wanting to be happy and being able to work towards being my best self. I think it's important to notice the kind of energy you're surrounding yourself with because I really didn't need drama and negativity while I was also trying to better myself. I've learned that it is impossible to take on the negativity of my environment while also trying to battle my personal negativity. Changing our mindset has a lot to do with people, but it also has a lot to do with the environment on its own. The dorm you're in, the school, the job, even your room, all these things contribute to how you're able to grow. The big picture here is that when things don't feel right to me, then I just trust my gut instinct and I figure out how to make it right. This might mean distancing myself from someone or having an uncomfortable conversation about boundaries. Or making decisions that means the path I thought was right for me ends up being something different than I anticipated. We also can't predict how something will play out. It's important to know how we're feeling and if it's what we want to feel like. I've learned that getting to know someone can take no time at all or a really long time, but people will show you who they are. And it's our, our job to pay attention to the consistency of their actions and if their energy is what you want around you. This also has to do with making decisions for yourself and only yourself. I know that I'm someone who has struggled with making decisions for myself if it meant I would let someone down or there was a possibility I could make someone mad. I wanted to avoid any kind of conflict at all costs, even sacrificing my own happiness. Making a decision that benefits you, as long as it doesn't hurt yourself or anyone else, is not selfish, and it is a skill I had to teach myself. So let's transition a little. Say hello, Nita. Hi, everyone. This is my mom, and uh, I'll tell you guys a little bit about her. So she is was born in India uh, and emigrated here to the United States when she was seven uh, and grew up in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Where did you go to college? I went to Penn State. Okay. Um, I knew that. Go Lions. <laughs> So you majored in marketing first, correct? I did. I did in business. I was in the school business. Right. How long did that last? The marketing part? Yes. I mean, it's the job I had after I graduated. Mm-hmm. So after I graduated, I worked in sales for um, a big consumer products company. I did that for about three years. Okay. Yeah. And then you ended up not liking that so much, right? Like That's your. Right. So that was your plan. And then you ended up changing your mind. So you went back to school, to grad school, to study what? Social work. Yeah. So that's kind of different. Yeah. (laughs) That's like, I mean, you, you know, both have communications in common, but 
definitely different. Was that an easy decision for you? Not at all. And it was a a really important time in my life. I actually Mm -hmm. knew literally the first day of uh, sales that it wasn't for me. Oh, okay. And I remember- So we're talking like day one. Well, I mean, I went off and did it. I remember calling my mom in tears, being like, I just don't, I can't do this. This is awful. And of Mm -hmm. course, she rightly, like anybody would say, like, give it a chance. You know, this is your just first day. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there was really something in my gut very deep that said this just isn't right for me. But I stuck it out and actually did really well. Mm -hmm. And I got promoted and Mm -hmm. I moved uh, to Akron, Ohio and had my own territory. So Um, even though even though you didn't love it, like it was still, it was still going well, but it wasn't really fulfilling. Yeah. And here's what I would say about that. And I kept like denying these feelings inside. It kept talking to me, right. It kept coming up like something about this just doesn't feel right. I felt inauthentic. Okay. I mean, I get that though. Cause like the latter is so much scarier because that means change. That means it, acknowledging that the path you thought was right for you is all of a sudden not right and you have to go back to square one and And I don't even know what square one is right yeah and that's just like unheard of in this society also especially like going back to school for to study a whole new thing as an adult and it just didn't feel right and so all these things started happening I became really sort of sad I kept trying to find things that would make me feel fulfilled I took pottery class and I, <laughs> I went, I did, I took photography and I learned how to be in the theater and I did all this other stuff. Okay, yeah. It just wasn't working because the thing yeah. that I spent most of my time on didn't hit right. Yeah. And that was like what you were spending most of your energy and like attention towards. Yeah. Okay. So we can come back to this, but I have some questions and we can continue talking about like decisions that we make for ourselves and we, managing the people we want around us. So what do you look for in people you purposely surround yourself with now? And I, well, I also want to say like, I'm sure that this has evolved since where I was talking because I've only had like experience in like <laughs> high school, college. So now, like maybe you want to say like how it's changed up until this point, but like what is really like what you look for in people now? You know, it's funny, um, prepping for this, I was thinking like, oh yeah, it's so different. I'm not 19, haven't been 19 for a really long time, but you know, it's not. Mm -hmm. Some of the stuff stays the same, but what I guess has changed is me. Mm -hmm. So when I was younger, I didn't know myself well enough to know what felt authentic or not authentic. Yeah. Um, But over time, I started to to realize that about myself as I experienced, you know, being with different kinds of people and everything. And I started to realize that feeling inside that felt really at ease. Mm -hmm. And then times when it just, just was a little off with different kinds of people. Yeah. 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 And so I, I guess I taught myself over time to trust that Eddie's feeling. It's really just like, I had to listen to that and be like, okay, are you feeling at ease? Are you a little bit off? Yeah. And I would, but that meant making tough decisions, like leaving a party early or 
breaking up with somebody. Yeah. And, and I also find like, once you realize what you are looking specifically for people, you often, um, you often give off that kind of energy as Mm. well. Like, I mean, I've heard this said so many times, like you attract the energy you give out. And I honestly live by that. Like, I think that is so true. Obviously, you'll run into people everywhere you go that you're not going to get along with all, all the time. But like, I, I found that when any kind of friend and I was just like, you know what, like, I'm fine. I'm cool on my own. I, something will happen and I'll meet someone amazing and it'll like be great. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. I didn't learn that lesson until probably around 30. Yeah. Um, but I, <laughs> I thought it was feng shui. <laughs> what is that? Feng shui mean? is like a, um, it's a ancient art of design where you design your physical environment to sort of encourage different energy coming in and out of your space oh okay so I literally read this because I was single and I read this book about feng shui Uh and they said look around your room and if you just have like one pillow clearly you're not ready for another person (laughs) so like that you just start with two pillows and (laughs) yeah so went to Macy's and I bought up like all these pillows (laughs) you're like I will have a relationship and I'm gonna start with these pillows pillows, I mean (laughs) nobody came okay okay (laughs) but i had more pillows right so can you think of a time when you made a big decision that was in only your best interest but maybe other people like didn't understand it at the time yeah so going back to that time in the sales work yeah um i felt so low at one point and i just started to go to something that i always loved which was being around young people just something I grew up doing. And again, it was one of those things I was trying to quote unquote, occupy my time mm-hmm. in my head and it just called me. And so I started to uh, ask different people just about their jobs and what might hit me. And eventually found this woman who worked in a hospital in Akron, Ohio, this was, mm-hmm. and she, her job was to pull together using the hospital's resources and the community and figure out how to solve problems in the community. And I just thought that that was an amazing thing. And she had, it just, I, to this day, I can remember the feelings, like this electric shock, like that's what I want to do. Yeah. That is so interesting. Cause it's like that, that is like that moment that you're like, whoa, this is not what I have been feeling at all. It's a, it's a life change moment. Yeah. We, some of, you know, if you're lucky enough to ever have it, I feel like the only way to have it though, is to be super open. And then push yourself too. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like those life change moments and those messages about our environments happen all the time. Right. But how open are we to really listening? So I, so yeah, so I gave up this company car, cushy job, beautiful apartment Mm -hmm. and decided to pursue social work. And that was really difficult. Um, My parents were really supportive, but I know the extended community, Indian community and others were really confused Yeah, because it isn't what immigrants you know strive for it isn't that nobody at that time was doing social work when they needed community yeah um so they were just you know supportive because they're amazing but it was absolutely I'm sure you felt pushed back from like your family your extended family oh yeah I can remember having a sit down with my eldest uncle 
okay. who needed to sit with me and help me understand why I wanted to make this change. But I was, I was clear. Yeah. I didn't really know why we were talking, but it's the <laughs> respectful like, thing to do. I have my mind figured out, but you know, I can just entertain this. <laughs> I mean, when it fits right, it fits right. Yeah. And it fit right. And, and I just knew it. And so that was a moment um, when I think I made a, a confusing choice for yeah. many. Another time was um, when I, I entered a job and it was really tough. I actually got fired from that job. Okay. And um, when, so, when you were transitioning into this social is, work? No, or... this is much later. This is more recently. Oh, gotcha. Um, and I didn't know what else I wanted to do. And I decided to open up my own consulting business. But I put out there that I would only work, I didn't necessarily say it this way, but I only took clients that I liked. Uh-huh. <laughs> so and how many clients say, did you get? Like, well, you have no money. What are you doing? <laughs> but it made a difference. If I yeah. didn't, if, if that client and I didn't share values, if we weren't sort of about like the way we wanted to be in the world, mm-hmm. it wouldn't work. Yeah, and I yeah. wouldn't do a good job for them. And I stuck to my guns and I made a living out of it. You know, that's interesting. This teacher in the sociology department at my school, we had this whole um, alumni panel the other week. And she gave this really good advice, kind of what you're saying that, I mean, when you're having a job interview, you're in it. Even though you're the one being interviewed, you're also, you should be interviewing the person your employer your future employer because why would you want to work with someone that isn't going to treat you well or doesn't share the same priorities because you know they're supposed to be a leader you're supposed to work together and you also want to be in a job where you're motivated and inspired and I thought that was I've never heard it said like that and I thought that was great advice because uh yeah you want to have a job you like and if it's not like you said like if you're in a career, or you're in a job working with people that aren't fulfilling and don't like make you your best self, you're always going to be searching for something else. You're not going to be in it 100%. You could be in it, you know, making money like you were, but that's not like emotionally fulfilling and you'll always feel like there's something missing. You know, I think a lot of us are just driven by fear. Mm-hmm. So it's if it's in a social or a friendship situation, uh-huh. you're you're worried or you're fearful that you'll be alone or that you're not good enough or whatever the messages are. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was saying before in college. I was, I mean, I said this earlier, but I was more scared of being alone than just being around people who weren't great for me. Mm. And that doesn't mean that they were bad people. Just it is not the kind of energy that built me up. And I found that because in that, those moments I wasn't able to give myself that validation and build myself up that I literally absorbed other people's energy, other situations, energy. And it made me such a bad version of myself. So when I took myself away from that situation, like I said, I would spend like weekends alone in my room or like hang out with one friend or just literally doing my own thing, doing homework on a Friday night. But being alone and retraining myself to like rely on myself that's what's helped me get to this better place that's what helped me like rewire 
like my sense of confidence and reliance on myself for emotional support. When you let fear drive you, mm-hmm. yeah, for the moment you might have, you know, be at this party or be the in person or have an amazing job. But mm-hmm. in the long run, it doesn't serve you. Yeah. And then when you're away from that, then what are you? Like, are you their friend or you're your own person? Like, are you, you work for that company or do you work for that company and you do all these amazing things? So what, what is your process? Like, how do you figure out that, that something's uncomfortable? Cause I feel like it starts there. Like a lot of us just walk around in life and not really tap into that um, feeling. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I'm really drawn to people who who don't apologize for being themselves. Mm-hmm. And if they if they are into something, they're into it a hundred percent. And and I think that's inspiring. So I, I think I I'm drawn to people who I want to be like them. Like they I'm inspired by their sense of dri- like they're driven. I find people who are more confident in themselves mm-hmm. won't give off a negative energy. I find that people who are more insecure or again, they're relying on other people for emotional validation. It just, they don't exude the kind of energy that's like productive mm. that builds you up, builds other people up. And it'd be just, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I think, um, you know, you were asking me the other day uh, when we were talking about this, about friends and how mm-hmm. I chose them and what I do now. I mean, I think, I haven't changed. I just think I've gotten to know myself better. Yeah. And so it's always been about people who, yeah, build me up, uh, make me, uh, accept me for who I am, all my quirks, all my craziness. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, I can trust them no matter what. Yeah. I mean, that I, you know this, we have friends in different parts of the country and I miss them mm-hmm. a lot. Um but I know that I just pick up the phone and they will, that feeling will come back. Yeah. 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 I, I totally have friends. I mean, we're all in college. We're all, all over the world yeah. actually. Mm-hmm. And I know that there are, there are people who I haven't talked to in months, but when I talk, do talk to them, it's like, we never left each other and it was like day one. Yeah. So those kind of people are worth fighting for. For me, that's the energy I want to be surrounded with and that's who I want to spend my time on you know you're worth that yeah you're worth that feeling you're worth that feeling and nothing else is really quite as important yeah yeah I I just am so uncomfortable with settling for things um opportunities people like that are just not what I love. Mm -hmm. I just am uncomfortable with that. I want to spend every day doing things that I love to do and that I can see a future with. I just, there is no time for negativity actually. But people don't always have faith in that future. I mean, I think that's a reasonable, it's a fear. I think people live with like, well, how can you know? Mm -hmm. You're just going to make, you know, I remember that too with some of these decisions was I, at some point, had to just talk to myself and say, you know what? There's water at the bottom of the pool. Jump in. It will catch you. Whoa. (laughs) Seriously. It's called faith. Yeah. It's called faith in yourself. I mean, like I said the other day, if you just trust your gut, if you just trust your gut feeling, it'll never fail you, really. 
That's right. Ever. You'll always be guided to where you're meant to be. And once I, I really learned that and I took full advantage of my gut feeling, um, I totally missed out on things. I totally lost friends. But I'm the happiest I've ever been. And I don't, you know, lose sleep over those things I quote unquote lost because maybe it was for the better. You know, I just, I'm so, I have to say to your listeners, I am so (laughs) proud of the wisdom that you've garnered already. Um, At 19, I was not doing that. And it's really not about age. I I hate to keep saying that. It's really about um, about experience, wisdom age kind of. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, that must just be in there. Um, But yeah, it takes a long time to hone that skill of listening to inner voice. But once you do, that's, there's nothing else like it. Mm -hmm. And I also like, I like to preach, but I'm totally learning. (laughs) Like I'm totally making mistakes, but I think we all do. That doesn't mean I don't live by these rules. I totally do. But we all have moments of we are imperfect. Absolutely. We are imperfect. And I think that that is part of our job in this body, in this time mm-hmm. to uh, connect as best as we can with that inner voice and let it guide you. There's time. The universe has time. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. All right. Well, thank you so much. So fun. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, Maybe, you know, if you can make the trip from upstairs, we can have you on again. (laughs) So that was my mom. It was so fun having her on. And I thought I would know all the stories she was going to tell, but I was wrong. I like that format a lot. It adds a different vibe than when I'm talking alone. I'll still make episodes alone, but I will definitely add, have more guests on. So stay tuned for that. I hope you liked listening to this episode. Again, like always, I'd love to hear your thoughts after listening. So do not hesitate. We all deserve to be surrounded by good energy. Thank you so much for listening. Mwah.